what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week, there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 10,000 podcast where we want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes. My name is Sawyer Trapp. I'm our student ministries pastor here at Stapleson Church, and I'm joined by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange times. Yes, <laughs> and you know, it's interesting. It is strange times, but I think it's incredible the technology we have right now. Right. And even right now that we can be talking with you, joining you right now, wherever you are, even if it's holed up in a quarantine. And it's awesome that we already kind of had this started last year, but feel like we need this now more than ever. Right. Exactly. And I love that we can stay connected right now. Right. So today we're going to be diving into a bunch of different things, but uh, we just want to respond to some of the things that are going on in our world. Obviously, uh, coronavirus has radically changed how um, our world is working right now, how we're interacting with other people, um, keeping distance from others. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of fear and worry about that. So as we dive deeper today, as we bring God into our 10,000 minutes, and actually this week... Mm-hmm. Since we're gathering online, we got even more minutes. Yeah, 10,080. <laughs> 10,080. Uh, we still want you to obviously worship weekly, um, obviously that's currently in a, a digital format, but uh, we have a lot of time. Um, so if you're, if you're at home listening to this podcast, maybe you have the ability um, to just stop um, for a few minutes as we dive deeper into how we best respond to the coronavirus and what that looks like as we seek to follow God, as we seek to follow Jesus and be on mission during this time, how do we actually go about that? So first thing we wanted to talk about today is the idea of innovation, mm. because this is a time that is really unprecedented. Yep. Our society as a whole has shut itself down. Yep. So what can we do? How can we change? How can we innovate to still make, as you said in your sermon this Sunday, the gospel go viral? Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more, I think, later in the podcast about making the gospel go viral. But I think this is a time where we need to innovate in almost every aspect of our lives. Mm. Um, You can't hang out the same way that you were just doing. You know, going out to dinner with people, boom, that's off the table. Right. Um, Seeing even family sometimes because of age differences or if somebody gets a cold and we're like, oh my gosh, is this... The coronavirus, we don't know. It it limits us from seeing the people we love and we would normally interact with. So I think this is a time where we have to innovate. You know, they say in the business world, innovate or die. Yeah. Um, And I don't think it's quite that dire physically, but the reality is when times change, when the world changes, we have to change Mm -hmm. with it. And that can be a really difficult thing for us. Ronald Heifetz, who's a Harvard professor, brilliant leadership guru, He says that people don't resist change, they resist loss. Mm. 
And I think yeah. it's so true. It is hard to change naturally, but it's really hard to change rapidly. And the reason is, is because it's loss. We're losing, and almost sometimes we have to go through the grieving process. Yeah. Um, we don't do business like we were doing. We don't do relationships like we were doing. We don't go eat out like we were doing. We don't go to church like we were doing. Mm-hmm. So all these things are changing so quickly, and we have to change with it. So I, I do just want to say, if you're feeling just completely jolted right now, and yeah. this is hard for you, that's okay. We're right there with you. We're right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is hard for us as a church. We're having to innovate everything. Right. All of a sudden, boom, we are an institution that gathers people together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like one, one of, if not the primary thing. Exactly. <laughs> what do we do now? So we're trying to innovate just alongside you. So if you feel some loss, that's okay. Grieve it. Right. Grieve it. Cry. Um, take some time to cry out and yell at God. Why are we having to do this? Um, it's loss. It's like mm-hmm. a death. Um, and it's okay to go even through the five stages of, of death and dying right now. Yeah. That you're angry, that you're bargaining, um, that you're in denial. Oh, this is only going to last a few days. This is way overkill. Mm, yeah. um, and I don't know how long it's going to go. You right. should obviously look to the CDC <laughs> for better information than me. But I could imagine this going far past eight weeks. Yeah. And some things will never be the same. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say everything because there are a lot of things, a lot of things that will go back to normal in mm-hmm. six months or eight weeks, whenever it is. Right. But there will be some things, like some businesses will go under right now. Mm-hmm. Some industries will be rocked. I mean, some industries that were already struggling because of Internet changes, like Amazon coming in, knocking down small businesses. Well, this could put to death a lot of small businesses. And I'm not saying this to scare you, but I'm saying this, like this is our time to change and innovate. Right. Because this can also be an opportunity to do something new, mm-hmm. reach new audiences, well, yeah, so if you're talking from the business world, I, I think we just need to say this is the time to innovate. Right. And I think on a personal level, um, it's also a time to innovate in our families, in our yes. households. Yep. Yep. We've been given an opportunity to actually spend time with one another, maybe mm. in a way that we haven't before. Yep. And for a lot of us, that can be, well, you know, it's just going to be a struggle. It's going to be difficult. And yes, it might be. But it also gives us an opportunity to grow. Yep. And I think one of the biggest things of innovation and change is it forms us it grows us Mm -hmm. yeah i was telling melissa that i have a feeling sawyer that you and i are going to look back at this a few years from now 30 years from now Mm. as the formative event in our ministry Mm. and what we do and i think a lot of people think you're right like how do we go through this crisis how did we innovate how did we adapt so i think we have to do that in our personal lives too like what do we do with our family is this going to draw us closer together for extended family are we going to do text chains and right. skypes and, and it, will this just now become part of our regular life and that could be a really good thing right absolutely but only if we innovate right now yep there's a great book on innovation and change in the church but the metaphor of the book it's kind of like one overarching metaphor mm-hmm. for the entire book is so helpful and it's a book called canoeing the mountains yeah Canoeing the mountains, and he applies it mainly to the church world, mm-hmm. um, but it goes back to a historic illustration from Lewis and Clark. Right. When they set off on their expedition to be the first ones, you know, to find a way all the way from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean, basically, mm-hmm. they set off in canoes yeah. because what they knew is that they could canoe, and they canoed up rivers and through tributaries, and it was difficult, but they knew how to canoe. Mm-hmm. They had done it. They had their paddles. They had, knew how to carry their packs. <laughs> and when they re- got to a, a certain point, they'd pick up their canoes and travel to another tributary or whatever. And they kept doing that. And it was great and great and great. But they thought 
that they were going to canoe across the entire country. Yeah, they were under the impression that either the Mississippi or the Missouri continued all the way to the other ocean. Right. They just thought, oh, yeah, this river goes all the way. And that's not the case. No. See, all of a sudden <laughs> they came uh, from the Great Plains, and they could see the Rocky Mountains starting to rise, and they started hiking up the Rocky Mountains when they couldn't canoe up. And then they got to the Continental Divide, which is itself a complete, crazy, difficult trek. Yeah. And then they realized, uh-oh, there are no rivers that are going to take <laughs> us all the way down now yeah. on the other side of the Continental Divide. So the idea of canoeing the mountains is you cannot canoe the mountains. Right. You can't get across the Rocky <laughs> Mountains in canoes. Yeah. So when you come to those peaks and it seems daunting, I can't get over this, we have to change. Mm. And that's what Lewis and Clark did. They had to change completely their method of travel, of navigation, of exploration, in order to be the first ones that could make the trek across the country. They didn't make it all the way, though. But (laughs) (laughs) But they had to change, right? They had to change, yes. The the ways of the past, the ways that they (laughs) thought... Well, I'm just being honest. Being a history major, they didn't make it all the way. History major, but I'm saying I was just a history minor. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, is that the ways of the past, the ways that they thought we were going to be able to make them whole way, the plans that they had made, all had to rapidly adapt to the new environment that they were in. Right. And the same is true for us. Mm -hmm. The ways that we've done things in the past, the plans that we made, all now have to rapidly change for the new environment that we're in. Yep. One of the elements in the book that they talked about, what's like a hint of how to do this, Mm -hmm. a tip, was to find a guide. Mm, So Lewis and Clark famously found a local Native um, American, a a young lady by the name of Sacagawea, Mm -hmm. um, who is famous now, even on some coins, right? That's right. Dollar coin. Dollar coin, yeah, because (laughs) she was the one who was their guide now. She knew the territory. She knew how to, to get through the mountains, and she was able to help them talk with local tribes to help them find food and clothes to go across the freezing cold Rocky Mountains. Yeah. So the point is we need a local, we need a native who can be our guide. Right. We need someone who knows the territory, who knows what works, that can lead us and direct us in this brave new world that we're in. So, Sawyer, who can we tap into to be our guide right now? It's young people. Hmm. I think it's I think it's not a coincidence that the youngest generation, the generation coming of age right now, Generation Z, are what's known as digital natives. Yep. That their entire world is wrapped up in it can't be separated from the digital realm. Yes. You actually you told me recently that you were looking for some advice um, yeah, yeah. on how to make your sermons more digitally engaging. Well, I wasn't even looking for it. Well, you weren't even looking for it. So, you know, you were there in our staff meeting Mm -hmm. on Monday. We we did an extra long staff meeting to evaluate how did our online service go. We've Mm -hmm. done online services for a while, but we haven't emphasized them. We haven't focused on them. We haven't evaluated them. We just kind of let them be. But this is like our only service now. So we spend a lot of time talking to it. And Hunter was in that meeting. Hunter is 17 years old. Mm-hmm. He's uh, our facility manager mm-hmm. here at the church, but he was he's also helping run our sound. So he's on our AV team, and he ran the sound for that service. So he was part of that meeting. We needed him there. And he said, Matt, during your sermon in the meeting, he said, mm-hmm. what if you tried to do some more things to engage people at home? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. And he shared a couple ideas, and I said, where, where are you getting that? And he said, oh, I think it's from Twitch. 
like video games online, he told me. Afterwards. Yep. So Twitch is a, is a streaming platform that a lot of gamers use to stream their games. And yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I thought about it. I told him in the meeting, I was like, so let me know some of those things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. But then I thought about it that night and the next morning and I was like, wow, I need him because mm. I could try to come up with creative ways to do it. But they're going to pale in comparison because he already has seen people do this and right. do it well. So I said, I texted him that next morning and I said, Hunter, I want you to coach me. Hmm. I want you as a 17-year-old to coach me on how to be a better communicator. I need some help. That's awesome. So he, he texted back. He's like, okay, I'm coming up with a list of some ideas. I'm going <laughs> to give you some links to stuff. And I love it because I need a guide right now. Yeah. And I think so do you. That's right. So look to, look to your kids. Look to your grandkids. Yep. Um, if you're a teenager, seek people out. They're yeah. looking for help. They're looking for someone to guide them through this new environment that – you have a strong familiarity with. Yep. Yeah, maybe someone can show you how to use FaceTime or Skype, how they can, you can set up text messages or Slack. Maybe right. you could use Slack <laughs> with a group of friends. So That's right. I don't even know. Like, There's all sorts of different ways, and that's the thing. I don't know all the ways that we need to innovate right now. Mm-hmm. But if we find a digital native, like you said, that could help. Absolutely. I think, uh, Sawyer, you're kind of on the front lines with this. Yeah, I... Uh, and familiar with a lot of this stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm part of a, a Facebook group of a bunch of different youth pastors around the country. And one of the, the main posts right now is say, it was saying, uh, millennial youth pastors, this is our time. Like, <laughs> we know how to use Facebook. We know how to use video chat. Make yourself a resource. So if you need anything from me, let me know. I'd love to help you out. <laughs> this is our. This, this is, is your time. This is the time. This is the time where we're all like, wow, we're so thankful for the youth <laughs> pastor. For sure. So reach out. That's um, right. So find a guide and just realize we have to innovate now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good thing. Right. We have to change. This is a ch- chance to grow, even if it means a little grieving. Yeah. The, the second thing I wanted to talk about in this podcast was... I know that there are some people listening right now who are hurting. Yeah. Not just because the change is happening, but mm-hmm. because they just lost their job. Yeah. Uh, perhaps pretty soon we're going to be knowing people who are, are gravely ill or dying. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of hurt and pain and suffering that people feel right now. Yeah. Just this morning I, I spoke with a young man, and he works in uh, the food industry, and boom, immediately his hours got cut in half. Wow. And he was telling me that his restaurant was just reported that is at 5% of their normal sales, even though they're doing delivery and takeout, 5%. Mm. So how long can he even keep the halftime jobs? Right. Um, another extended family member I know lost his job who's in the restaurant industry as well. Mm-hmm. Worked in there for years and years and years. He's great at his job, but he lost it because the restaurant isn't you know, selling right now. Right. So I know there's people who are hurting, and if that's you, I want to tell you I love you. Yeah. We care about you, and and in your hurt right now, and I want you to know that God loves you too. He Mm -hmm. cares about you, and he will see you through this. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though this could last a long time, I already said this, it's not going to last forever. Right. The the industries will come back. There'll be new opportunities. The business and finances and money will will come back. This is not the end. This is temporary. And mm-hmm. though it may be super hard right now, though you're hurting right now, you can make it through with God's help. Right. That God sees you and God knows what you're going through. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and that leads to the third point I want to talk about. If you're dealing with fear or anxiety right now, those are very real Absolutely. emotions. Absolutely. Um, 
We all feel it. Yeah. I want to encourage you. We're not going to talk about that in this podcast because I'm doing a 15-day devotional just on this topic. It's a five- to six-minute video devotional. Mm-hmm. You can do it every morning. If you go to stapletonchurch.com right now, stapletonchurch.com slash devotional, you can sign up, and I will personally email that to you every morning. So you have it. You watch this devotional. It leads you through um, one of the Psalms, the, the Psalms of Ascent, 15 days. You spend a few minutes doing that, a few minutes praying, reading that scripture with me, and I think it will help you journey from fear to faith. In fact, that's what I'm calling that devotional, Journey from Fear to Faith. Yeah, I would really recommend it. Um, Matt's doing a really great job with these videos. Um, really impactful, really speaking truth to the environment that we're in right now, right from the Bible. Yep, because God speaks to that things. I, I mean, we don't even realize it, but some of the turmoil that people in the Bible were going through makes what we're going through mm, like look easy. And yeah. I don't say that to minimize anything, right? But, I mean, there was war, there was famine, there was people getting kicked out of their country. They had to be refugees and right. couldn't live. Right. And all those things, God was shaping them, and he can shape us too. Mm. So that we don't have to be people of fear and distress and anxiety, but we can be people of faith and boldly and courageously move ahead into this unknown future. That's right. So once again, stapletonchurch.com slash devotional. The fourth thing that we want to talk about today, because we know a lot of people in our community around Stapleton um, are in the healthcare field, mm-hmm. are in the mental health field. Um, and if that's you right now, we just want to give you a huge thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So we are deeply appreciative of what you are doing because it is not an easy thing you're doing working extra hours, working overtime. Maybe you're one of those retired medical professionals is saying, hey, I can help out. I'll do what I can. Maybe you're still in med school and you're saying, you know, I may not have my degree yet. I may not be a full doctor or a full nurse or a full assistant or whatever that looks like, but I want to do whatever I can. Yeah. Um, And even Jared Polis in his announcement this last Friday, our governor, Asked people who have maybe retired or gone on to other industries mm-hmm. that are nurses or doctors to jump back in. Right. Jump back in. And I know someone personally who's considering that, has moved professions, mm-hmm. but is thinking, maybe I need to do this. Right. Maybe I need to do this right now. Um, so if that's you, like we, we care about you. We want to help you. If there's a way we can encourage you, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Send us an email, strap at stapletonchurch.com, or you can even email our prayer team, and our whole prayer team and staff will pray for you, prayer at stapletonchurch.com. We, we want to just encourage you. We love you. One of my neighbors here in Stapleton is a pulmonary doctor. So he works in the ICU dealing with people's lungs, wow. and he works at Denver Health, mm-hmm. which was one of the first hospitals in the state to receive a patient with the coronavirus, yeah. he's on the front line. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad. He put up a long post yesterday on Facebook giving some specific instructions, asking for certain things. But I want to let you guys know, and, and if you're listening, you know who you are. I'm praying for you. Um, I want to encourage you and help you guys out however we can. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. You do an awesome work. Yeah. It's really important. Appreciate it. And that moves us to our fifth point that we wanted to talk about, is that there are we're all on the front lines right now. Mm. We're all on the front lines. Maybe not in the healthcare way. Maybe we can't s- save someone's life physically right now. Mm-hmm. But I believe this is the time that we can shine as followers of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think often it's when we have these huge interruptions in our life, those breaks from normalcy, that people are actually receptive. Yep. That people can actually say, hey, how am I living my life? Mm-hmm. 
is is this the fullness that I want my life to live? Is this is this all there is? Like they're looking for something that as believers, as followers of Jesus, we have. They are looking for hope. Right. We all are looking for mm-hmm. hope. Yep. Um, I, I think about um, Paul in First Corinthians talking about how how he's just using his freedom, using the abilities that he has to share the gospel with other people. And I just think it's so applicable to the situation we're going through right now. Um, in 1 Corinthians 9, uh, verse 22 and 23, it says this, To the weak I became weak to win the weak. For I've become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. What Paul is saying is that he is lowering himself, putting his pride aside and saying, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I can in my ability to share the gospel with people. Even using a season that we're going through right now, the season of coronavirus, of fear, of anxiety, of worry, of hurt, of just saying, you know what? I'll pray for you. I know you're going through a lot right now. I'm going to listen to your situation and just be there for you. I'm going to give you a call, send you a text message. I'm going to do whatever it takes, becoming all things to all people that I might save some. We have an amazing opportunity in this environment to provide hope to people. Right. Yeah, that's totally true. People are open to it. Mm -hmm. Um, our neighbors, our friends, our people online that we haven't talked to in years, but our, our Facebook friends are open to hearing things um, from us because, man, everything is fear-mongering right now. Yeah. This is from the hospital in, uh, in Italy. Everything's so crazy here. You know, those are the news stories that are, like, populating my news feed and probably yeah. yours, too. I'm sh- seeing them on social media. It's one after another after mm-hmm. another. We're going to run out of masks. We're going to run out of this. The virus is spreading. Everything is fear. What if we can go out there and speak words of hope and healing and and speak courage and show courage to other people, um, find peace for ourselves from God so that we can be people of peace uh, around us? This is an awesome opportunity. And another crazy thing, everybody's outside right now. Yeah. I have never seen so many <laughs> of my neighbors out. Uh, on our walk the other day, there were so many people out. I've never seen so many people out um, in the afternoon on a walk. So... This is a great opportunity to connect with people, yeah. people that we don't see very often. Um, most people hide in their houses, in their garages, <laughs> but now they're like, oh, I'm sick of being inside all the time. Right. Let's use these opportunities to become all things to all people so that by all possible means we might save some. Yeah. Let's make the gospel go viral right now. Let's do it. So if you're listening right now, we covered you know several different topics related to COVID-19 and the coronavirus and our situation in our country, but I know we didn't hit everything. Mm-mm. So if you have specific questions or comments or things, maybe I said something or, or sorry, I said something and you hate it, you know, <laughs> you're angry or you're grieving the change, yeah. whatever it is, we want to hear from you. Um, use this opportunity to connect with us. Maybe you're always thinking I'm too busy to email them in, even mm-hmm. if I have a question. Do it. That's okay. right. Send it to Sawyer right now, S-Trap at stapletonchurch.com. That's Trap with two Bs. Two Ps. We want to pray Not for you. Not Bs. Yeah. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. We want to hear your questions so that we can cover it in this podcast or in some other different way. Because we love you. We're all in this together, and we're going to right. get it through. God is going to see us through the coronavirus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, like, you said, like Matt said, if you have those questions, those comments... 
go ahead and email me, Stapleton Church. Sawyer at Stapleton Church. <laughs> Straff at StapletonChurch.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Yep, and see if this episode helps you at all. Share it on social media. That's right. Um, you know, share all our stuff. Like it, comment on it. Even the app store, those are different ways that it can kind of stand out right now in this time. We, we appreciate your help with that as well. Thanks for so gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all.